This is Wealth Curve Talk with John L. Smallwood, certified financial planner and president of Smallwood Wealth Management. With more than 30 years of experience in helping people with wealth management, financial planning, business ownership, estate planning, insurance, and more, John's here to share the news you can use to improve your financial confidence. Now, best-selling author and six-time five-star wealth manager award winner, John L. Smallwood. It is John Smallwood welcoming you today to Wealth Curve Talk about identifying financial pressure on your wealth, your wealth curve and its potential, and understanding where that pressure comes from and how through strategy you can mitigate it, reduce it, and really get through it because it's the actions that we take in the middle of a crisis that are going to dictate where we are after the crisis. And this is one of those environments where the last, you know, 36 months, I feel like every time we turn around, there's something new. There's COVID strand A, B, C, D. There's the Afghan thing. There's now the Ukraine, Russia problem that's out there. And all of it creates uncertainty. And the financial pressure that we're talking about is market volatility. And market volatility is one of those things that we deal with pretty much all the time. And there are periods when there's a perception that it's gone, but it's never really gone. It's always been here. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we get into that, though, I really want to take a little bit of time and just make sure that if you're new to Smallwood Wealth and myself, John Smallwood, we have a unique process that's called the wealth curve. And what we're talking about is this pressure is both positive and negative. You know, positive markets push your wealth up in a positive direction. Negative markets move it in a downward pressure, right? But there's hundreds of pressures that we're dealing with on a daily basis. We want to identify where your pressure is and how do you develop solutions and strategies that are going to basically give you the confidence to navigate through what we call tough economic times. And those could be global events like we're experiencing now, or they could be, you know, like the pandemic, or that could be personal, like isolated to you and your family and situation that's going on. Somebody's sick, somebody's got a problem, business is defaulted, you've lost your job, whatever that is, that's a financial pressure. We have a lot of resources that are available for you. So one of the things I always ask everybody to do is to share this podcast with people that could benefit from what it is that we do. Subscribe to it on your favorite medium. There are regular webinars that we have where we have guest speakers and other related things where we dig more into detail with more visuals. We have a wealth curve conversation that is free, no obligation that you can sign up for. And you can talk to an advisor and really get an understanding of how this process is going to work for you, how it benefits you, where your concerns are, and really whether or not you're a good fit for what we do. And for everybody that has subscribed to the podcast and our clients that are listening to this, I want to say thank you. Without you, we couldn't do this. So a couple of things that I want to start with. I want to start with the concept of market volatility and how why this is important and why we need to make sure that we have a solution, we have a strategy, we have a methodology, we have the confidence, whatever you want to call it. You have something that's guiding you, right? Because so many people's initial reaction is when there's a topping point, there's an event, it's raise cash, go to cash, get out of the way. And historically, that does not work. That does not work at all. 
okay? And I'm gonna point out, I have some materials that we'll probably put together a package of some of the materials that we use today so that you can come to the website and download that. I think it's probably a great idea. The last time I was using some of the materials that were generated by one of our partners, JP Morgan Chase today, we have the Capital Group, some of their material, just to pull down because everybody's got a little bit of a different perspective and different timelines, et cetera. So just referencing some of that material. So none of this is my opinion or hearsay or biases or anything like that. Let's start with the foundation that you need to understand for a second. So market volatility is designed by both going up and down. So one of the things that we talk about is this concept of the sequence of returns. And it's the sequence of returns that's going to create that issue. So I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write down two numbers, plus 100% and minus 50%. And then I want you to take the average of those two numbers. So 100 minus 50 is 50, 50 divided by two is 25. So when you think about that, you have this average of 25. Let's just pretend for a moment that that's a percentage return over a two-year period. So first year, money's up 100%. Second year, it's down 50%. So when you look at marketing, you look at everything that's happening, that sequence of returns has an average rate of return of 25%. I'm going through this, you've probably heard this, but I want you to get the foundation before we get into some of the more complex strategies here. So this 25% concept is what most people are gonna turn around and take to their spreadsheet and go, oh, hey, if I bought that investment on average 25%, what's my expectation at the end of that two year period, right? So when I put in an average rate of return of 25%, what I'm seeing is if I have $100,000 invested at the end of the first year, that's up 25% or 25,000, so it's at 125. The second year goes up by 25% again, it's about 156,000. So that's the expectation that I'm gonna have. But this financial pressure that we talk about this financial pressure is market volatility, but it's also volatility-adjusted returns because volatility is the thing that's going to create a different outcome, okay? So that outcome is if I had $100,000 and I made 100% in the first year, at the end of the year, I have $200,000. And then it falls the second year by 50%, that's now back down to $100,000. So my actual return, my volatility adjusted return is zero. I didn't make any money. If I flip the equation, I flip the sequence and I start off with a down 50, 100 goes to 50, and then 50 makes 100%, I gotta make that 100% just to get back to my initial starting capital of 100K. So the outcome over the two-year period is the same. Now, the reality is, as you look at this over a long extended period of time, the more the volatility is, the wider that gap becomes between the average versus the actual rate of return. But as you think about this, this is part of being invested in the stock market. There is not a period when you look back at recorded civilization. Now, you look back at the realities, you look back at historical market performance, there's not a day when the market's been open when you haven't had up markets, sideways markets, down markets. Like, it is constant. It's never going to be linear 
in its return. And a lot of things that I see out here in the financial planning software that we're seeing used widely, you know, there's this concept called Monte Carlo simulation. And Monte Carlo simulation takes all these past performance possibilities and comes up with you know, expected rate of return, which is based on the mix, it might be 6.222 repeating percent. The reality, nobody gets that. Nobody ever gets the return. They get their own actual return. And that's where the problems come into play because it destroys people's confidence. It makes them second guess what they're doing in their financial strategy. So what we want to focus on always is the structure of how you get there. So if your plan has the right elements to it, and we have that on our website, we have the eight components of a successful financial plan. You can download the white paper. You know, if you can't sleep tonight, it's a really quick read. You'll be sleeping in a matter of minutes. But the reality is there's certain principles that you need to have in play. And it's having cash, it's having guaranteed assets, it's having safety, it's having different things in your plan to provide you the individual that's listening to this right now with those elements of that control. If I know that my plan is ready for this, then I'm fine. Now, the reality is that if you look at market volatility, it has been here forever. And one of the things I was working on last time was like a 32-year time frame, one of the JP Morgan charts. Well, American funds, better known as Capital Group or Capital Group, better known as American funds, has a piece that goes back to 1951, 70 calendar years. And it's a little bit more detailed than the JP Morgan one because what it does is it talks about the return for the year, the intra-year decline, so how far up and how far down did it go down, and the intra-year gain, okay? So you have the highest point of the year, the lowest point of the year, and where it ended. Three different points where on the other chart, it was highest and lowest of the year. What's interesting is when you look at what they're talking about, a history of declines, 1951 through 2020, they declined 5% or more. There's been 189 declines. Approximate average frequency is every 4.4 months. That's a really crazy number. So every 4.4 months, you got a 5% or more decline, 189 times over that 70-year time frame. So that means it's pretty darn frequent. 10% or more, 57 times every 1.2 years. 15% or more, there's 21 of them in the 70 years. It's every 3.3 years. And 20% or more, it happened 12 times and it's every 5.8 years. So what that visual is giving me, and you can see what I'm trying to paint here, is that the decline is part of the plan. The way I get my confidence is by understanding that this is part of the plan and that these are opportunities for long-term investment reality, okay? Meaning those are times to buy, those are times to rebalance, those are times to take advantage of the dislocations that are out there in the market. But again, it's taking away the emotion, right? The key is, can we weather this? And the way you really want to weather it is by having... If you're in retirement, you need to have assets that are non-correlated to the stock markets. So when you're withdrawing, you're not withdrawing in this following years from, you know, down market equity strategies, because that's a surefire way to really create a lot of panic, right? So when you look at this chart, you have these wild rides that you can see, and we'll put this out on the website. It looks like 2007 or eight, you know, just like the volatility, uh, it's probably eight. 
big down, little up, finish down. It's like an amazing thing, but there's not a lot of down years in that time frame. The chart doesn't really talk about it, but when you look at it visually out of the 70 years, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 out of 70 years were with the down years, right? But here's the thing that I want you to take a look at. We have this piece that they put out, key to prevailing through stock market declines, and the average length, okay, except declines as normal part of the investment cycle. So this 5% or more, it's about three times per year. Average length is 43 days. Last time it happened was October of 20. This piece was produced for year end, okay? The last time we had a 20% or more decline, it happens every 5.8 years or six years. The average length is 370 days, which is a year. And the last time we had it was March of 20. Okay, and we know how quickly that came back. But one of the things I wanted to take a look at here is that when you look at the declines, when you look back at 1929, so this is a chart called the bottom line, Consider staying invested. Don't try to time the market because that's one of the things that people are trying to do is they're trying to time the market saying this is a good spot to get out. Things are going to get topsy-turvy. I'll get back in when it gets better. Question is, when do you get back in? Is it any better? Where's your confidence? If you're getting out, that means you don't have confidence in what you're doing. There's something that's not right in the plan. And the key is to kind of find what that is so that how do you overcome that, right? So when you look at, for example, September 7th, 1929 through June 1st, 1932, the market, the S&P declined 86.22% over that time frame. Pretty frightening. One year after that, the market was up 137%. So over the five-year return, you're up 35%. The average rate of return, cumulative return is significantly more. When you go through, there's 1937, 1942, market's down 60, 1973, to 1974, down 48, 2000 to 2002, down 49.5, and 07 to 09, down 56.8. The average one year afterwards is up 70.95. So right when the pressure gets to be the biggest and the most concerning, it's about that decline, and it's exactly when you don't want to get out of it, right? It's when you want to put money to work. My purpose of going through this today is that this is normal. And American Funds has an investment company which is one of their longest, oldest things called the Investment Company of America. And they put out this timeline of everything that was going on in the market going back to 1939, I believe it is. It's so small, I can't read it. But points out Cuban Missile Crisis, all these inflection points of what's going on, New York City threatening bankruptcy back in the 70s. There's all these points that are in here and the reasons not to invest. And when you look out 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, those are completely gone. So my goal in this conversation is always to basically say, this is expected. Market volatility is expected. And how do I approach it? How do I have the stock market investment? How do I have equity-based investments, even bond investments? Those have volatility also, just a different layer of volatility, right? Real estate, all these things have volatility. People think things just go to the sky. They don't. They're always met with downturns. There's always an overabundance of growth, and then it comes back, and it comes back to norm, and it goes forward. We see it all the time. I mean, I have my own personal examples of it in my own life, but when you look at it, 
it's amazing to see how the trends work. And sometimes we're on the right side of the trend and sometimes we're on the wrong side of that trend. It just depends upon were we lucky or not in a lot of cases, right? If I retired in 1999, the markets for the last 20, you know, since 1987 were really fine. And then I retire and I go into a three-year period where the markets are down 50%. Well, I need a strategy to get through that because that could happen. You know, I retired in 07. That could be a problem if my money's down 40, 50%. We always focus on putting together the plan and backing into the right mix for the strategy so that you have confidence when these things happen, but also having consistent cash and rebalancing going on to take advantage of the dips. And this is one of these environments where this is not a time to lose sight of your goals. You know, hey, you're 55 years old, you're 53 years old, you're 45, you're 35, you're 70, you might be 80. How long do you plan on being on this planet? which there's no guarantee that we're here tomorrow, right? The only guarantee is right now. But the question is, what do I want to achieve? And I know that if I consistently put away money and I have safe money and I have long-term money and I keep rebalancing and keep building up a long-term plan, over time, I'm going to be a little bit more successful than I would have been if I kept sitting around and being afraid of what's happening. We have to understand that this is all part of the norm. This is a little bit redundant. I wanted to use this opportunity today to talk about the financial crisis, the tax law acts, the market volatility because of the pandemic. All these things will be here. They'll run their cycle and then they'll be gone. And hopefully we're still here when they're on the other end of this thing. But the reality is that, you know, what's your strategy? How am I going to take advantage of this? When do I need the money? Do I need to put some money aside that I don't have? Is my plan out of balance? Should I have a better plan? Should I have a better strategy? There's so many different things that I want you to think through, but it begins with the concept of if I'm uneasy with what I have, you should reach out to your advisor. If we're your advisor, you should definitely reach out to us, set up what we call a catch-up call, which is a you know, 30, 40 minute conversation about what's going on. Or if you're unhappy with your advisory firm or you don't have an advisor and you're looking for one, we have what we call the Wealth Curve Conversation. It's a free, no obligation call about you and what you have and what your concerns are and where you're going and what you want to accomplish. And we're determining, you know, are we a good fit to work with you? Are you a good fit to work with us? Can we help you? And if we can, then there's a clear cut way of how we're going to do that. We have a process that's going to create the blueprint. And then the blueprint goes into what we call the wealth curve scorecard, which is a measuring stick of about 40 different variables on your plan, depending on whether you're a business owner or not. And then you're developing simulations and strategies to kind of overcome where the obstacles are. And then you're implementing them. And then the most important part of any implementation is the execution, right? If I execute on the plan and then on a regular basis, whether it's every four months, seven months, 13 months, I revise the strategy with updated information, updated financials, updated family metrics. That's what you want to do. You want to create these one year really good plans and make sure that you're moving in the right direction. And what we do here at Smallwood Wealth is we do that. That's how we help clients stay on track. That's how clients stay focused on what they're supposed to be doing. Most people want to focus on simply doing what they do best, which is their work, right? And they rely on a good suite of advisors to implement all the right strategies for you. And then rethink them because guess what? 
life changes, companies come, companies go, strategies come, tax laws change, stuff moves constantly. And if we can stay focused on the volatility and we can stay focused on the change of your own plan and keep adjusting it within those eight core principles to make sure that it's optimized for who you are and what your family makeup is, that's success. So I urge you to come to the website, look at all the materials. It's smallwoodwealth.com. There's a series of things there. We have a couple of books, but the book that's out now, the most recent book is It's Your Wealth, Keep It. It's available on Amazon. It was a bestseller, number one bestseller in retirement planning and number two in wealth management. I'm proud of the book. It's something that I think most people, when they read it, they kind of understand what we want to do and how we want to achieve it. And it's a good way to get to know me. I'm not sure what number of podcasts this is. I was listening to a couple podcasts over the weekend and like, yeah, this is podcast number 185, 150. There's enough content here. It's designed to get you thinking strategically to navigate through the baloney and focus on what's important. And my feeling is we write down a series of goals and we figure out where we're coming and we make sure that we're doing the right thing. So visit the site, give us a call, and we will make sure that you get enough attention and you get the right answers to your questions and we're here to help you. That's what our job is. Thank you and have a wonderful day. It's your wealth. Keep it. The best-selling book by John L. Smallwood. The definitive guide to growing, protecting, enjoying, and passing on your wealth. Find it on Amazon now or go to smallwoodwealth.com for more retirement resources. Wealth Curve Talk with John L. Smallwood is brought to you by Smallwood Wealth Management, an investment advisor representative. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone, and the information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action as information and or opinion are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Smallwood Wealth Management provides content that is true and accurate as of the date of publishing. However, we give no assurance or warranty regarding the accuracy, timeliness, or applicability of any of the contents. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this website or podcast and disclaim all liability in respect of such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements.